Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Like, I mean it. No, it's like it's actually Joe and Amber. Joe Fortenbaugh and Amber Wilson on Joe and Amber. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Fortenbaugh. I would like to begin by apologizing for what you just listened to. When you are not here, James Steele as well, Mm -hmm. things like the Neck Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. are the content choices we tend to make. I'd like to apologize to everyone about that and... To both of you for having to sit through that. Yeah, it was uh, I, I not the finest moment. Our show is in good hands uh, yeah. when we are not here. I feel excellent about it. James Steele also back in the saddle. The three of us reunited and it feels so good. Uh, it does. It's been like two months since we were all three on this show. so we Not are all back. of us can be on first take all week up there <laughs> fancy. It's a much fancier well. outfit I saw for that show than I'm seeing for this show, if I may say. If I may uh, say. Yeah, well, a little bit. I don't know if my Nashville t-shirt uh, would play as well on first take. But yes, I am on first take all week. Thank you for mentioning that, Joe. It uh, is a good day. It's not just a good day because I'm on first take. It's a good day if you're a <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fan. The long nightmare, 21 days for Dallas Cowboys fan that Zach Martin was a holdout for the Dallas Cowboys. Now the all-pro guard has reached an agreement on a reworked contract. It will pay him north of $18 million over the next two seasons. He was set to make $13.5 million this season. And this guy is pivotal to the success of the Dallas Cowboys. I would argue, Joe, he's the most important player on the Cowboys, not named Dak Prescott. Someone make the case that he's the best offensive player, period. He's that good. He has proven it year in, year year in, year out. Excuse me. The thing is, he doesn't play a highly visible position like quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback, or pass rusher to where the public is going to notice him play in and play out. But if Dallas wants to compete at all this season, they had to get this deal done. Credit to Martin and his agents. They picked the perfect time and the perfect strategy for going out there and extracting more money. Jerry Jones is not getting any younger. And he knows this is a thin NFC. Eagles are good. Niners should be good. Cowboys should be very good off back-to-back 12-win seasons. Now it comes down to who else is out there. And if no one else is out there to really step up and challenge, that's a great opportunity for old Jared to get back to the Super Bowl. But you're not going to do it if your offensive line can't protect. And your offensive line can't protect if Zach Martin isn't starting week in and week out. So credit to Martin for pulling this move when he did. Credit to the Cowboys for getting it done before the season started. Very good news if you are a Dallas fan today. A very bold move because Zach Martin had two years left on his deal. We're seeing other holdouts like the Boses of the world all around the NFL like we see every preseason, except for they don't have years, plural, left on their contract. Zach Martin had years, years plural, left on his deal. And because of that, I wasn't sure Jerry was going to cave. Now, we have seen Jerry cave time and time and time again. But for the Dallas Cowboys, it's difficult because they made Zach Martin the highest paid player in the NFL at his position back in 2018. It's not like they underpaid this guy. They certainly did not underpay this guy. It's just a matter of when he signed the deal and where the market has gone since. 
But that's true with any player, Joe. And so that's the concern when you are negotiating with a player who has still years left on his deal, who wants to be, yet again, the highest paid at a position when you've already made him the highest paid at a position. Because that means that any player who signs any deal, if he outworks his deal or the market changes on him, then he goes back to the front office and he's like, hey, you did this for Zach. I got three years left on my deal, but I want a new one in place because I'm playing better than this deal or because this other dude on some other team got paid. And that's the situation that Jerry could find himself in, which is why he kept saying, Jerry Jones kept saying that he's not going to fold. He's not going to give into this. Well, clearly that wasn't true because he also knows he has to protect his quarterback. Yeah. And if you're a running back right now, like how ticked off do you have to be? One of the highest paid guys in the market, two years left on the deal, holds out, and it basically didn't even get to a contentious point where you had Martin threatening to miss week one. I mean, week one is still weeks away. We're not even close. They got it done perfectly. So on one hand, it's great to be Zach Martin. It's great to be a Cowboys fan. On the other hand, there's just that one position out there that no matter what they do, they cannot find a way to get the money they think that they're worth. Well, one of them just found a way. Oh. Yeah. What is this? This is breaking news. A nauseating breaking news. No. I'm looking at Renee right now behind the glass right now because I am in the Seaport Studios and he is celebrating and I am near in tears. Adam Schefter is reporting that free agent running back Delvin Cook is planning to sign a one-year deal worth up to $8.6 million with the New York Jets. That's the news. Oh, I thought we were going with Ezekiel Elliott. No, I thought Delvin I actually Cook, wasn't. Man. Well, Ezekiel Elliott, Whoa. he's a Patriot. That's also breaking news. Delvin Whoa. Cook is about to be a New York Jet, not a Miami Dolphin. I am in shock. I am completely in shock. I thought this whole time that he was just using the, the Jets. Yes. Are you in shock banging the table? Yes. James is trying to. James and I both trying to figure out where the banging's coming from. Come because on, there's Bristol, Delvin, there's I New York, and there's home, Vegas. Buddy, oh, Miami Central. Hi, what happened to all of that? I thought he was just using the Jets, Joe, to get the Dolphins up with their deal. Apparently, Chris Greer in the Dolphins front office never budged. Delvin Cook is headed instead to AFC East rival New York. What a okay. So generally, if you're listening, I'm going to take people behind the scenes here. If you're listening to a radio show, the breaking news breaks. The hosts are generally well aware of what the news is in advance. They try to prep and get ready. I'm coming off TV, not glorious, glamorous Amber TV on E1 First Take. I'm coming off Daily Wager, weeknight, 67 p.m. Eastern ESPN 2. Look at that mustache. Oh, well, it's, it is coming back. We can talk about that later. It is coming back. It made its, it's made its debut today. The mustache is always tied to something very specific with the NFL season, so we can explain that later. But when you played the breaking news, I thought this was going to be the Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots, and I was ready. I had takes. I did not know. When did the Dalvin Cook thing happen? Right just now. now. James, just put it on my screen. I did not know until about five seconds before I read it to you. Yes. Or Aaron Rodgers broke. talk. Yes. Oh, that's Pivot all I Pivot on need. the show. All Jets talk all the time. All Pivot. Now pay attention. Joe and Amber. Aaron Rodgers watch. Yes. Imaging never gets old. It's always there for us. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So congratulations, Dalvin Cook. You just joined the New York Jets. So you are part of the unending Jets conversation behind an aging and broken O-line. 
I mean, do we react now? Do we have fun reacting now? Are we reacting uh, a little bit later? Can, what are we doing? We, we can James, take a what couple do we minutes. Do? We can take a couple minutes to digest this news. I need a couple minutes to regroup, frankly. I'm excited. Is I he, am I very am, excited. I am not. Why, why don't we just talk about it next? How about we do right, that? Right here. Next. Thank God James Steele is back. On Thank God Amber. James Steele is back. Delvin Cook to the New York Jets. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We <laughs> are reunited. Joe Forenbaugh and Amber Wilson on Joe and Amber. Our producer, James Steele, in the chair as well. We are all reunited. It has been something like two months. Also, we're reunited with fantasy football. Because fantasy football is back. We are getting you ready for drafts. We're going full 24 hours. We're doing that fantasy football 24-hour marathon across ESPN platforms. You need to get ready for the season with ESPN Fantasy Football. Sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. It is fun. It is easy. And it is free to play. You can't get better than free. It is the nerdiest 27 hours in ESPN history between tonight and tomorrow. This fantasy football marathon, everything that's going on, this is us at our absolute nerdiest. I love it. It is nerdy. Uh, it's also a lot of fun. So I yeah. I, I recommend it highly. Again, FFL uh, or ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. It is free. It is for the free. So we got breaking news. Right before we took a small hiatus here, Delvin Cook. Uh, he has been flirting with the New York Jets for weeks, for what feels like months. And I was convinced that he was just doing it because he was using it as a negotiation tactic against the Miami Dolphins. I was, in fact, wrong. Or maybe he was, and maybe the Dolphins never came up. Either way, all that flirting that he did at Florham Park, Joe, it has paid off. Delvin Cook is actually joining the New York Jets. He will be there. Brees Hall coming off of that ACL injury. It's why fans wanted him so badly. He's going to help that team in that regard. All right. So the details, according to Adam Schefter, one year, $8.6 million. So for anyone wondering why it took so long, clearly Cook thought he was able to get more money than that. I mean, the franchise tags right around $10 million. Saquon Barkley allegedly passed on like 12 or 13 million per year. Christian McCaffrey's making 16 million a year. He leads the market. So 8.6 million. That was the best Cook was going to be able to do. Number one, great move for the Jets. 
Amber mentioned it right out of the gate. Brees Hall, who had a great rookie season coming out of Iowa State, he's coming off the injury. You don't know what you have. You need insurance. First six games of the season for the Jets, nightmare. Buffalo's in there. Philadelphia's in there. Kansas City's in there. A road trip to Denver's in there. A road trip to Dallas is in there. A home game against New England's in there. You cannot start one and five or two and four. You need to come out of the gate strong because you can clean up in the middle to latter parts of the schedule. So this allows them to get that running game going if Brees Hall is coming off an injury. But more importantly, we talk about this all the time. The best contract in all of sports is the rookie quarterback contract when the kid's a franchise QB. It allows you to spend elsewhere. Well, with Aaron Rodgers only making $8.8 million this year, according to his cap number, there's plenty of money for the Jets to spend elsewhere. They're going for it. Rodgers is not going to play there for the next five years. This is the move you make. You push all the chips to the center of the pot now. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You go for it. If you're a Jets fan, you got to love it. That's why I'm guessing the Jets were the highest. Because my guess is he wasn't getting a long-term deal anywhere because of that position, right? But the New York Jets certainly aren't going to give him a deal longer than a year because they don't need him, ultimately. They have Brees Hall. The only reason that this is so attractive to the Jets is because Brees Hall is coming off of that ACL injury. And so they get an opportunity here with this vet, who's a great proven vet, to really help there in the backfield. And this offense is going to revolve, obviously, Joe, around Aaron Rodgers. But Nathaniel Hackett, when he was the OC in Jacksonville, he had a lot of success with that running game. That is going to still be an important component of their offense, even if Aaron Rodgers is at the helm. And don't forget, Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. I mean, taking off some of those plays, having a little bit more protection, having some help in the backfield isn't such a bad thing for that quarterback either. I'm surprised Delvin Cook chose a team with a bad O-line. Except for I'm not really sure Delvin Cook's options were anything elite when it comes to the O-line because the Dolphins have had their own O-line problems. He flirted with the Patriots a little bit. It felt like Delvin Cook really wanted to be in the AFC East. And he found himself in the AFC East because all the flirt teams that he was seriously flirting with were in the AFC East. He's, he's a huge addition to that team. I hate this move as a Miami Dolphins fan. This move scares <laughs> the hell out of me. It really does. Like, this move, I have not been as sold on the Jets as everybody else. You know, everybody, I'm on first take with Dan Orlovsky today. He has them a, as a top-tier team with just the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, like, everyone's already crowning the New York Jets when they, what, won seven games last season or whatever it was. I don't have it in front of me. It felt very premature. I understand what Aaron Rodgers brings to that team. My problem now is that the rich just got all that much more richer, and you're absolutely right. It's because Aaron Rodgers was willing to give back $35 million. Amazing what happens when you give back money in order to be able to retain guys or to go get new guys. Dalvin Cook falls into that category. It's why I mean, it. People people forget just how good this guy really is. And I think maybe it's because they say he's – I mean, he's 28. Right. He's not that old. I understand running back years, but the Jets aren't investing in him for the next 10 seasons. They're hoping this year is the year they win a Super Bowl. He's run, Dalvin Cook has, for over 1,100 yards in each of his last four seasons, during which time he scored 43 rushing touchdowns, 46 touchdowns overall. People also forget he can catch passes out of the backfield. 39 receptions last year, 34 the year before, 44 the year before that, 53 the year before that. He averaged four and a half yards per carry, which is solid. 
He's not going to come in and rush for 1,800 yards. He's not going to catch for another 900 yards, but he is a sizable weapon. But to your point, it's all going to come down to that offensive line because if you watch the game against Carolina over the weekend, and I have no problems whatsoever overreacting the preseason. All the idiots who tell you don't overreact, overreact. You should overreact to everything at every turn. This is America in 2023. Every piece (laughs) of news should make you overreact. That is how we live in this country now. Get on board or get out. It's a joke, obviously. But that, that Carolina offensive line is supposed to be the strength of the Panthers. Bryce Young was under duress early and often. It's not because the Panther O-line isn't good. It's because the Jets' D-line is extremely good, very aggressive, very deep. They are going to be a huge problem for teams this year. This Jets team has a lot to like, but that offensive line, to your point, is the big standout problem as of right now. Eh, that Panthers O-line didn't look very good. <laughs> they got worked. Might have been, might have been a little bit of both. Uh, yes, Possibly. Delvin certainly still has a lot left in the tank. I mean, that is the thing. When we talk about running backs because of what's happened with the running back market, I agree with you. People act like these running backs can't contribute anything. Well, that's not really the conversation. The conversation is multi-years. The conversation is how much money. If you're talking about a one-year deal at eight million bucks, why not? It's an absolute no-brainer for this team. So now you're going to have Zonovan Knight, Michael Carter, and then when Brees Hall is able to come back fully healthy, Brees Hall. And he could slide back into your number one, but now he has an opportunity and time to do that and to get back right and get healthy because Brees Hall is going to be your number one back for years. With Dalvin, you're bringing him in now because you think you're in a win-now scenario if you're the New York Jets. So a big get there for the New York Jets that I think makes quite the difference. Not the only running back, though, that was on the move here in the last couple hours. We also got the breaking news that free agent running back Ezekiel Elliott, he is now a New England Patriot, Joe. Elliott tweeted, 1-5 all the way live, referencing his plans to wear jersey number 15. That's the number that he wore when he was playing at Ohio State in college. He wore number 21 with the Cowboys. So new team, new number. This one doesn't get me as juiced up. So he's 28 years old, just like Dalvin Cook. He's coming off a season where he averaged a career low 3.8 yards per carry. Everyone on earth was trying to figure out why Tony Pollard wasn't getting more work. I mean, Zeke's numbers, he has been at the last three years, 3.8 yards per carry, 4.2 yards per carry, 4.0 yards per carry. You got to remember, three of his first four seasons in the NFL, he carried the ball over 300 times per season. And he also caught a lot of passes in there. He's taken a significant toll on his body playing pro football. So very different situation than Dalvin Cook. I expect way more upside with the Jets. For the Patriots, it's just another one of those, okay, I mean, it's a move, but I don't know if it's enough to do anything but keep you from solidifying your place as the last place team in the AFC East. I mean, who are they passing? Right, they're not passing anybody. This one doesn't do a ton for me either. I mean, it was just a lack of depth for that New England team. They had flirted with Dalvin Cook. They never felt like they were really in the running, though, because it didn't feel like they were willing to step up to the plate. And I'm not sure they were looking for that kind of back. They're looking more for, in my opinion, a rotational back because it's really depth that they needed behind Stevenson. You had Pierre Strong Jr. You have Kevin Harris. And now you have Ezekiel Elliott as part of that mix. This deal is a $3 million base salary. It's a $1 million signing bonus. Now, he can earn another $6 million in incentives. So he can make it a $10 million deal, but it is an incentive heavy base deal. We just saw that sort of thing with Saquon as well. Coming up next year on Joe and Amber is Russ cooked. We'll get into that. Joe and Amber is on ESPN radio. 
Joe and Amber, the podcast. We're working on the night shift tonight. Joe and Amber, we are here on Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio, which is, of course, presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget right now, ESPN is in their 24-hour fantasy football marathon. It is kicking off tonight on ESPN to play fantasy football. ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. It's fun, it's easy, and it is free. We are going to, big deal, not a big deal, let's get it to it. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? Us all being back together is a big deal. James Steele. Yes. Welcome back from vacation as well. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is a, this is a little dicey in here. Uh, my headphones are working like maybe thirty four percent of the time. Oh, well, good. So this, the this assumption here, great. The assumption here is that ESPN, a company that most of us have heard of, doesn't have more than one <laughs> pair of headphones in the Bristol campus, which happens to be the mothership. I'm guessing it's not the headphones itself because I do believe that if it was the headphones itself. James would be able to rectify the problem more easily. But he's James, walking now, away I can right see now. He's running away. So something has gone horribly awry. I think James cannot nah, hear us at all. I'm just, oh, oh. just going to. Oh, I, I just this? moved to oh. a different spot. Well, hello. Yeah, I, Voice I can't from another see location. You now. That was quite impressive. I just assumed you were gone. And there you are on yeah. another microphone. Yeah, can you see? I'm waving at the Zoom. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, it appears to be a piece of paper you're waving. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just waving at you guys. Okay, so. All right. Big deal not a big deal uh we've already established that it's a big deal we're all back together so let's yes. move on uh russell wilson didn't look great in his preseason debut uh maybe looking like he's cooked joe big deal not a big deal i think it's a big deal i think it's a big deal and we're not supposed to overreact to week one there are some things you can react to right like cj stroud struggles for the texans i'm sure we'll talk about that later it's not a huge deal it's a couple snaps for a rookie russ looks slow like russ's problem last year was that he was like too thick and too slow. The thing that made Russell Wilson great was his elusiveness, his ability to buy extra time for his receivers to get open down the field. That's what made him so dangerous. He was so slippery. He wasn't slippery last year. And if he looks like he looked in that preseason game this season, he's not going to be slippery again, and he's going to be thick and slow, and he's not going to be able to make plays, and that is going to be a big problem for the Broncos' offense, in my opinion. This is not a big deal to me at all. And the reason it's not a big deal to me is you're talking about a quarterback in an entirely new system, but also with a 16th year head coach. That man knows that what you do in the preseason is have as much of a vanilla offense as you can possibly muster. Sean Payton is not going to show us anything in the preseason that allows anybody to prepare for that offense, that new look offense there in Denver. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I still think there's the right coach at the helm. I'm not suggesting that Russell Wilson is peak form Russell Wilson anymore, but I still have a hard time believing that it's not going to look somewhat better than it looked last year because I've never seen a quarterback fall off a cliff the way that he did. And he's not that old. I mean, he's re- he's still on the right side of 35. He's not that old. Yeah, what a shame for him and the Broncos, huh? That's not Very sad. Oh, yeah, it's a Chiefs fan right what? there, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 nothing like that. All right, uh, so speaking of uh, not looking great in their preseason debuts, Trey Lance, his stats on the surface were fine. 10 for 15, 112 yards, a touchdown. But the context is he started the game with three, state, three straight three and outs. 
nearly threw two picks and all that led uh, Dan Orlovsky this morning to say that um, he doesn't think that Trey Lance can play in Kyle Shanahan's office. Big deal, not a big deal, Amber. Uh, I will say that this feels more like a big deal to me because Trey Lance is in a situation where he has already lost his job, right? And maybe not necessarily the fault of his own, maybe more about durability than it is about performance. But we've seen such little performance from Trey Lance over the course of his NFL career. The problem for Trey Lance is when we do see that performance in snippets, and it's not much to build on for a quarterback who clearly wasn't actually NFL ready coming into the league. When we do see that small performance, Joe, it doesn't look good, and everybody else looks good running that offense, which is why DNO said that. That's the real problem here for Trey Lance. So this is a big deal. Not for the Niners. They've still got Brock Purdy. They've also got Sam Darnold, who I'm guessing is going to look a lot better running Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's a big deal for Trey Lance because he's running out of time to prove himself. I don't think he has a real opportunity, frankly, to prove himself, and I don't know if this is the situation for him to prove himself. Okay, that's well said because I was going to say it's not a big deal because the Niners weren't planning on starting him at quarterback anyway, but if you slice it from Trey Lance's point of view, yeah, it's a big deal because you're not going to cut it in San Francisco. I don't know if he's going to win the backup job. The only reason he would is because they don't get a good trade offer. If you are out there, if you somehow like this guy when he was coming out in the draft, you can buy low on him right now. This is as big a swing and a miss as we have seen. This Would you say this is a bigger swing and a miss than Zach Wilson? Because yes, I think that's absolutely. fair. I think we're at the point now where that's fair. The Niners gave up a ton of draft capital to go up and get this guy. They can't even get him on the field. At least Wilson played for a season, and it wasn't great. But good Lord, Trey Lance doesn't even look capable of playing NFL football in a system that you just pointed out produces quarterbacks everywhere. Right. I mean, I don't know if Robert Sala is a good head coach. There's nobody who doesn't think Kyle Shanahan's a good head coach, right? right. I mean, if Sala, if it doesn't go well for Sala this season, we'll be, we will be talking about him on the hot seat. With Kyle Shanahan, everybody believes, oh, system, system, system. So it comes down to the quarterback himself if he can't perform. Zach Wilson, we have seen teams, even if he doesn't work out in New York in the long run, we have seen teams over and over again, not draft well, right? Waste a high pick. That wasn't this with Trey Lance. This was quite literally tra- trading up and tra- trading away all those assets. This wasn't just like they were at the top of the draft and they picked that man. They traded all the way up to try to get that man. James? All right, yeah, on the other end of the spectrum, Derek Carr, very efficient, looked very good in his debut um, for the Saints. Six of eight, 70 yards, touchdown. Joe, big deal, not a big deal. I am really, really struggling with the Saints right now because on one hand, it is a really, really soft division. It is the easiest schedule in the NFL. I covered D.C. in the Bay Area. He's more than competent as a starting quarterback. He's got plenty of weapons around him. Maybe, just maybe, the Saints could be one of those dark horse teams given the status of the rest of the NFC. On the other hand, I know Derek Carr's history, his first year in a new system, and it's not good. I know that the Saints wildly underperformed last year, and I know that Dennis Allen has a horrible record as a head coach. So I'm trying to marry these two things together. Right now I'm going to say not a big deal that Carr looked good in preseason game number one. Carr should look good in preseason game number one. That Chiefs defense looked like butt. They can't get any pressure whatsoever without Chris Jones. So not a big deal for right now. I will say that this is not a big deal. And the reason this isn't a big deal is I'm not shocked that Derek Carr himself 
looked fine in a preseason game. That's been a player who has been one of the more underrated players up until this past season in his career. He's a vet. He's pretty decent. Like Joe said, he covered him for many years. Getting a decent preseason game out of the guy, certainly not outlandish. The problems for me with the Saints are everything that Joe Joe just rattled up. I don't even know if Dennis Allen is a good head coach. But then also we're talking about a Saints team that allowed three receivers, a running back, their starting quarterback from last year, walk on defense the entire front aside from Cameron Jordan is gone including the rotational players in the back seven they're gonna have to hope that the secondary is much healthier than last year and oh by the way they're going to be relying on their second and third round picks as well defensively that Saints team has changes from top to bottom that's the real problem here not Derek Carr how about the fact that I was able to insult the Chiefs and James didn't even notice it I slid that in there. You he did. didn't Chris even Jones. notice it. I noticed. I noticed. I'm just um, restraining He didn't even myself. react. It's a good, it's a good restraint. I'm, I'm doing stuff. It's good stuff. restraint. I'm like, I'm in, in the he's wrong spot. He's over there. There's other spots. There's, <laughs> he's all spot discombobulated. He's overwhelmed. Back and forth. His headphones aren't always working. I, I gave that one to you. It's fine. All right. So, uh, uh, rookie quarterback Dave Hughes, Bryce Young, four of six, 21 yards and a pick. Uh, CJ Stroud, two of four, 13 yards and a pick. Anthony Richardson, 7 of 12, 67 yards in a pick. Uh, Amber, big deal, not a big deal. Uh, I see, I see these, a theme. These, uh, rookie quarterback yeah, debuts. I see a theme, right? Uh, this is <laughs> this is not a big deal because, first of all, we knew, I mean, it's rookie quarterbacks, right? They're going to have growing pains. Now, the quarterback on the best team of those three teams in Bryce Young, what I learned from his debut is that he can, he can take a hit. That dude can get rocked. So if you had any concerns, Joe, about Bryce Young be able, being able at his size to handle the contact in the NFL, we no longer have that concern. Because he spent a lot of time handling that contact and at least jumping right back up when he did, in fact, take that contact. He did not look rattled. Yes, the numbers do not leap off the page for any of these guys. We know the Houston Texans are going to be bad. The C.J. Stroud's walking into a difficult situation there. It's going to take some time. And Anthony Richardson, I think he has the highest ceiling out of any of these three guys, but also the least NFL ready out of any of these three guys. This is not a big deal. It's preseason game one. Not a big deal. They're rookie quarterbacks who were top five picks. Do you know what it takes to be a top five pick? It takes a really bad team to select you. That's why they have a top five pick. So it's rookie quarterbacks in their first preseason game on bad teams, and we get lousy results. That's to be expected. If they look great, that's what a big deal would be. I will say of the three of them, I'd be very worried about C.J. Stroud in Houston. I like Stroud. I think that Houston offensive line is going to get that poor kid killed. And that's not just based on what I saw in preseason game number one. They weren't very good to begin with. There aren't a lot of weapons at pass catcher. The defense is highly suspect. It could be a very, very long year in Houston. The Texans, please, please make sure you protect this kid. Do not bust him up this early in his career. The Panthers, too. I mean, they're going to have to do a better job than that. Protecting Bryce Young. These guys cannot get rocked the way that they are getting rocked. But, man, they say, the guys who have played the game all say, you need to get into real game action here in the preseason so that you get used to being hit. Well, welcome to the NFL, Rook. I would imagine those guys are pretty used to being hit. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber with Joe Fortenbaugh and Amber Wilson. Two-a-days takes us to Kansas City. We'll talk about the reigning... Defending, undisputed. Uh, you can imagine who wrote that on my screen. Ugh. James Steele's my revenge. Super Bowl champion, well Kansas done. City Chiefs. It's weird your headphones work right now. Joe and Amber's on ESPN <laughs> right now. Joe and Amber, the podcast.
Jason Tuiday. Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Kansas City Chiefs. Blue 58! Go! This is Adam Teicher with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are hopeful that Kadarius Tony can establish himself as a top wide receiver. The Chiefs have a largely inexperienced group of wideouts, and the best chance for a big season among the bunch comes from Tony. He showed his potential after joining the Chiefs last season. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl and set up another with a long punt return. But he's never had expectations like the Chiefs will have for him this season. The Chiefs need a big season from Tony after losing top-flight receivers like Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster in recent seasons. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. I'm not falling into the trap. Not again, Joe, when it comes to thinking that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to take a step back because of the wide receiver room. I fell into that trap after the departure of Tyreek Hill. If they can sustain the departure of Tyreek Hill, they can sustain the departure of Juju Smith-Schuster, who was the Chiefs' wideout who led them that room in terms of yards this season. Kadarius Toney, obviously, is a player I'm hot on as a Gator. I want him to work out. He has had his injury concerns. I have no idea if Rasheed Rice is going to be good out of the draft. They're going to be trying to rely on him to replace that production. That's not just lost by Juju, but McCole Hardman as well. And, of course, they'll join Sky Moore. That's not the problem for me with the Chiefs, though. This Chiefs team does actually have problems to me, and James isn't going to want to hear it. The problem for me is that the Bengals' gain is the Chiefs' loss here in Orlando Brown Jr. That O-line could actually be a concern. Donovan Smith, he struggled allowing six sacks last season, a league-high seven holding penalties, missed four games with an elbow injury. They're going to be relying on him and Jawan Taylor to replace not just Orlando Brown Jr., but Andrew Wiley. We saw the Chiefs lose a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay because largely of a bad O-line. I think that actually could matter this season for Kansas City. And oh, by the way, Joe, it's a new OC at the helm. Eric Bieniemy is no longer there. So when it comes to Kansas City, they've earned the benefit of the doubt in every regard. There's no reason to ever doubt them, but there are reasons to figure whether or not it could be a harder path than normal to Super Bowl contention. They're always going to be there with 15 as their quarterback and Andy Reid as their head coach. But you look at what a team needs to accomplish in order to win a Super Bowl. It's not just about an elite quarterback and elite coach. That's a big part of it. But you need to catch breaks along the way. And this goes for any team that wins any championship everywhere. Number one, you got to stay healthy. All right? Getting hurt is the quickest way to derail the season. The Chiefs were one of the healthiest teams in the NFL last year. Very difficult to sustain that year over year. Number two, the Chiefs were able to grab the number one seed in the AFC. That is a huge advantage. It gives you a bye, a key week of rest at a critical moment, and it gives you home field advantage throughout. If you have to go to Cincinnati, if you have to go to Buffalo or anywhere else, that's a potential problem. You look at what happened in the playoffs when they're playing the Jaguars. Mahomes got hurt. If that's the Chargers, the Chargers win that game because the Chargers always play the Chiefs tough. For the Jaguars, it was too big a stage and they weren't able to capitalize. Then the following week, you go out and you beat the Bengals by three points. Then you go to the Super Bowl and you need the Eagle defense to give up a score on every single second half possession in order to win. You went out and did everything you needed to do to win the Super Bowl last year. But along the way, Along the way, you did catch every possible break, 
and you were able to take advantage of them. It's just hard to do that year after year, especially the health thing, Amber. Yeah, I mean, listen, we saw Patrick Mahomes get it done on a hobbled ankle after he got injured against the Jags. So we have seen them work through the injuries before and still get Super Bowl wins, but everything has to break your way. And that's true every season, in fairness to the Chiefs. I mean, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year in part because of that schedule and the way that things worked out. There are things that have to break your way in any given season. And yes, there are things that have broken the Chiefs' way. As incredible as they are, it's still fair to have that conversation and that discussion. I'm concerned here, though, about the actual changes because I do think we've gotten a bit spoiled here with how good the Chiefs have been at just sort of overlooking when these significant changes happen and think, oh, it doesn't matter. Or, like, it doesn't matter that Eric Bieniemy is leaving because... Andy Reid's the actual play caller on game day. It wasn't beyond me anyway. So Matt Nagy, sure, he's going to be more of a planner than anything. It's it's not going to actually cause Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs offense to miss a step. Do we know that? Are we sure about that? There are question marks here. This is going to be a new offense, at least in terms of planning. So I'm not suggesting that I'm betting against Mahomes. I'm not suggesting that I'm betting against Andy Reid. That seems like the stupid play here. But that division, that entire conference, the competition that surrounds Patrick Mahomes, that surrounds the Chiefs continues to get better and better. And I mentioned it. I think that Bengals team that they barely got past last year in the AFC Championship got better, significantly better, with the addition of the Chiefs' loss in Orlando Brown Jr. Better competition is a problem for Kansas City, just as it is for anybody in the NFL. You're looking at that offense. I'll tell you what, if they're going to be knocked off in any way, shape, or form, it's going to be that defense. The defensive line generated no pressure whatsoever in that preseason game against the Saints. The starters are the ones I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, Chris Jones has been holding out. He wants a new contract. And if he shows up eventually and he's healthy and he's in shape and he plays, that's going to be a big boost for them. And that could solve some of the problem. But at some point, you are going to find yourself in a game in the playoffs that is closely contested, and you might need to get a stop. You might not have Mahomes and the offense scoring on every single possession. And then the key is going to become whether or not that defense can rise up and get it done. No reason to doubt them, but just circle that right now and keep your eye on it moving forward. They have a very, very young defense. So what that could mean is that you see a big step forward from that defense this season. Or, to Joe's point, that defense could be a problem and could struggle in the areas that we did see statistically some of those struggles this past season. They've got three second-year corners. They've got a better pass rush rotation, arguably, this season, but still a very, very young one. That Chris Jones contract is clearly an issue, clearly an issue in the preseason as well. I agree with you. Defensively, there's a lot of question marks for this Kansas City team. James, is your soul hurting right now listening to me and Joe? No, no, they'll be fine because, you know, once Chris Jones comes back, that'll pretty much uh, clear up any kind of issues with the defensive line. I think I think their offensive line is probably better even without Orlando Brown. Too. Better? So, yeah. Without Orlando well, Brown? Yeah. 20 better? and 0. Here we go. 20 and 0. Right? Saying, no, they're, they're going to lose to, you know, someone. To, you know, <laughs> yeah, these these games might. don't matter until we get into, you know, January and February. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad man. you gave them a loss. I'm glad uh, you didn't have them going undefeated. That was really big of you. Joe and Amber, the podcast.